0: The two Temera sisters combined. Long. Here's Quinlan hitting the ball. Mona Lisa. Soliola scores the try that should wrap it up for the Raiders. Against the competition favourites, against the defending minor premiers, the Raiders have stunned the Roosters 24-14. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
1: It certainly is, and it's that time of the weekend where we get to welcome Phil Buzz Rothfield to find out what's the buzz. Good to have you on. Buzz?
2: Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. I was interested in the Gallo's Pies at Bulldog in your afternoon out. That, out of interest, do you ever cook for yourself? or you? Um...
0: Oh, look, sometimes, Busby. Sometimes I do, but, you know, what's what it's your like when you're out. Dish? What's that?
2: What's your signature dish in the kitchen? Oh, sausages. Are you serious? That's you know man. I love my sausages, Buzz.
0: Oh, I'm a very dear, basic eater. But typically yeah, on a cool. Friday, you go to a buddy, have a few beers with your mates and you don't eat properly. It's one of my great yeah, Achilles. You can't live on sausages, Bulldog. No, well, I know that. I try to have a bit of fruit here and there and yeah, try to yeah, keep right, healthy.
2: Okay. Sausages and apples, what a great diet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and beer. Can you cook, Ben? I quite enjoy cooking, actually. I don't mind a sausage as well, so, yeah, versatile. Yeah, I, love,
2: I love a banger, but you, you can't have them every night like puppies. Well, mate, you? what do you cook? What do I cook? Yes. Mate, I cook an outstanding curry. Outstanding curry. Mm. Right. How well, strong, strong is it? Sorry? How strong is it? Oh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's spicy, but, you know, you have your cucumber and yoghurt with it and tomato what? and onions and papadums and...
1: What are we talking here? What, uh, There's probably more interesting things to talk about. There probably are, but I, I do I do like talking curry. What, what's um, Very quickly, what kind of curry are we talking? Are we talking a, a green Thai curry, more of a korma? No, Indian, Indian mate. Indian.
2: I, Indian. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: There you go. With Phil's a bit of cheese, none, nothing better. Well, maybe he'll invite us over for dinner one time. Oh, I won't be touching Phil's curry, believe me. Oh, won't you? Sharks, they are. are they gone, Buzz? Tell us.
0: Give their fans yeah. something
2: to think about. Oh, look, you know what? I thought they played quite brave last night. Um, and that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But 28-0 scoreline, but I thought Penrith could have beaten another side with the ball they had and a few 50-50 calls that went their way. They could have run up 50. We talk about Cameron McGuinness. What about his tackles? Yeah, 84. 84. tackles. Unbelievable, isn't it? I was talking to Craig Fitzgibbon this morning. He said I kept wanting to bring him off and give him a rest, but his stats guy I was with him, kept saying he's not slowing down Fitz. So there was no, no reason to bring him off. Yeah, it's an amazing arse. He ask. was a yeah, bad warhorse, wasn't
0: he? You know? But you're right, um, Buzz, They had a lot of ball, Penrith, and you know a lot of things went their way. No disrespect, of course, to the Panthers. But a lesser side could have got walloped a lot worse than that last night.
2: Well, you know what? I've never heard an NRL coach who'd been towed up 28-0 say to me, I'm proud of the side. The, um, the- yeah. Uh, but, look, C- Cronulla have got problems, dog, and you can't hide from them. And um, I think Nico Hines is formed, Not that you can single out just one player, but since uh, being dropped from origin and having personal issues in his life, you know, um, he- he's helped. But you can't blame one player. You-, you just can't. You know, they've got injuries like everyone else. Losing Will Kennedy, their best strike back, obviously hurt them last night. And Look, Penrith... Uh, you know, a great rugby league side to be up for as long as they have. And I'm not talking up for six weeks. They've been up for three years. This is their fourth year in a row. They'll look like making the grand final. And that is dead set, sustained excellence. And I can't see them. Maybe Brisbane, their very best, could give them a run for their money, but that's just about it for me.
0: Buzz, you're right in your column. What's the buzz today in the Sunday Telegraph sports lift out? about the Bulldogs' ruthless roster overhaul. 37 players moved on since 2021. Run us through that story.
2: Well, I'll start off by asking you, can you remember an overhaul of this magnitude
0: ever? It's an extraordinary number for
2: Yeah, what, yeah, it really is. Yes. The, the way I displayed it, I, I got the 2021 team photo then i added all the players who were there last year in 22 and this is since gus has been at the club and i'm not saying gus is doing the wrong thing mind you because you know they've been losers for too long this football club they're a great old club from back in the 80s and they need to get their act together and to his credit he's bought in the other cars kickhouse crichton burton marnie uh Takiaha, who i'm not so sure about and um you can't jam all into the cap and keep these underperforming players. The takiaho signing is a very interesting one because I've spoken to a few clubs who wouldn't go near him in that there has been 20 Super League games this year in the UK and he's only played in six of them. At the back end of his career at the Roosters, he struggled to train every session and didn't probably play to the best of his ability. So at his age, above 30, I think there's a risk in that signing. Um, but, you know, that I've mentioned all those players they've signed. You can add Bronson Cherry and Liam Knight. Um, what concerns me about the Bulldogs, guys, is they still don't have an elite halfback. And if they're going to climb that ladder, make the top eight, make the top four in the next few years, They need a gun playmaker. They really do. So it's all right to flick all these players and they've they've let a few good ones go. You do need to have someone who's going to call the shots. And it's been years of instability at the club with Des Hasler going and Trent Barrett and um, Dean Pay, and... They've certainly settled on Cameron Serraldo, and uh, this is his first year, so you can't criticise Cameron. He walked into the place with all these, you know, chopping and changing on the roster, but next year there's going to be a bit of more pressure on Cameron. Would you agree?
0: Oh, 100%. I think the first year you've got a bit of grace. Probably, you know, the second year is the year where you've got to start to make some moves, Buzz. You've got to start to slip up the table, even if it's from... 15th, 16th, down to 12th. But you've got to keep moving forward in rugby league. You remain stagnant, you you, you get assassinated.
2: Yeah, I think Bulldogs fans would be disappointed if there wasn't as many. Look, they probably didn't expect 37 players to move on, but they obviously want change there. The other interesting thing is, uh, Ben and Bulldog, there is a Canterbury uh, Football Club board election next February. And you know how brutal their membership is. After Lynn Anderson asked, um, "Who was the chairman before him?" Bulldog, uh, before Lynn, Ray uh, Dib. Ray Dib, yeah. So, you know, they're getting very, very impatient, and they thought they would do better this year than be 16th on the ladder. Um, so, some interesting times and unnervy times coming up at Belmore. You're right this
0: morning, Buzz, which I found quite fascinating. Uh, the RLPA media ban has had little or no effect on the broadcasters. Both Fox Sports and Channel 9 ratings remain strong. So it appears that this action, uh, like the covering up of the badges, you know, isn't particularly
2: working. No, look, look. I, I don't think it is, this, Bulldog, and look you look at the NRL ratings and look the Matildas are a hugely popular World Cup side so they have been affected on the World Cup nights um, where the two games the Matildas have played I think they play again on Monday nights that there's no league there was so much other sport on as well we've we've had Wimbledon we've got this great Ashes cricket series going on in England which is on the same time that clashes with the eight o'clock NRL game so no, I, I don't think it's had any effect. Well, I've actually seen numbers that it's had no effect, except on those nights uh, they play. And it's interesting too. And I'll do something in the column tomorrow. A lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the tape on the logos came off over the weekend. Like you got Daly Cherry Evans on the front page of the Sunday Telly Sports section today with the logo there for all to see. And um, after his 300 game, but yeah, look, I don't know what's going to happen next. So I've been quite critical. Uh, look. At the start of this, I was of the opinion that both the NRL and the RLPA were equally at fault. That it takes two sides to fight. I think um, the RLPA had some very, very genuine claims to start with, but then the media banned, then threatening to cover, the, you know, the, abandon the Dally M's again, cover the logo, you know delay kick-off times. It's stupidity. It really is. And they've got to get back to the table and negotiate. Now, Peter Valandis has offered them that. I speak quite regularly to Clint Newton. I'm urging him myself to do, get back there, try and work this out, and we can just all move on because it's just... It's disgraceful what's happening to the game right now.
0: Buzz, you also write that Melbourne Storm have created a funeral, and I agree with you there. Oh by including the 2007 and 2009 inaugural trophies as part of their 25-year anniversary celebrations on Friday night. Now, we know why there's a funeral, because those two premierships were stripped from the storm for systematic salary cap cheating.
2: Yes, and what are your thoughts about them
0: buying two trophies? They shouldn't be there, Buzz. They they didn't win those comps. They did not win those premierships.
2: And if you if you lose a medal at the Olympics for drug cheating, and it's happened plenty of times, does the runner up get the medal? Yes. Well why doesn't it happen in rugby league? They unfairly and, and look, I love Melbourne Storm. What Craig Bellamy has done at that football club in an AFL city is just sensational. It really has. Putting I didn't I wasn't sure back in ninety nine rugby league had worked in Melbourne, but it sure has but this is disgraceful they were they cheated those years 1.7 million dollars they cheated players were given boats store cards for 20 grand double contracts they unfairly won those two premierships and for them to go and celebrate them and put it out on social media not even do it privately i think it's so wrong it's not funny
1: I do think taking premierships off teams is a little bit like trying to put the genie back in the bottle. But there's a big difference between those players got to celebrate, they were up there on the dais, they got uh, their awards, etc. You can't take that away. It's, it's been gone. But you can. But they
2: had an unfair advantage, man.
1: They did. But you can stop them down the track retrospectively still claiming it. With trophies. Well, they went to
2: the trophy maker. You know what they did? They paid $20,000 for each trophy and they had a big dinner and public showing on Friday night at Marble Stadium.
1: Yeah. It's
2: wrong. I rang Andrew Abdo about it, got a no comment.
1: Wow. I'm surprised they don't have a firm stance on it, to be honest.
2: Who'd they beat in those grand finals? Para was one
0: of them bulldog in nine. Two thousand and nine, and in two thousand and seven was Manly. Yeah. Buzz, before you go, um, you're right again. It's a sickening sight that Johnny Lewis and Jeff Finnick never want to see again. Two Australian boxing legends agree that the referee or ringside doctor should have stopped AFLW star Taylor Harris's fight for the Australian super welterweight yeah. title last week. I saw some images of Harris after that
2: bout, her face was a mess, Buzz. Oh, look, I, I didn't like it, well and I'd say the same if it was a male boxer. There comes a time in fights, and look, look I, I ran out of space there, and I, I didn't run there, um, Johnny and uh, Jeff's uh, actual quotes, but when you get to the last round, your eyes, possible eye socket damage like, Sam just had in the grand finals, that badly swollen, on points you can't win the fight, you stop it. You don't want any more punishment. And Taylor Harris is the toughest athlete around. She really is, and she's a great
1: AFLW player. But that fight, I don't think, did boxing any favours. I really don't. Now, sometimes athletes need to be saved from themselves, don't they? Because Absolutely, They wouldn't ben. be Absolutely. the champions they were if they didn't have that... That killer instinct. Thanks very much for your help over the past five weeks, Buzz. Really appreciate it. Obviously, we had you in studio, the first of them, but uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. I'm going
2: to give you a mark out of 10, Ben, as a host. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give you uh, a nine.
0: Nine. That's very generous. Buzz, you don't normally hand out such praise. Well,
2: no, I, I, I'm going to give you a nine. I'm not going to tell you why you've lost that at the point.
1: It could have been a ten, but that's a
2: discussion for another day.
1: But well done, is. Ben.
2: Well done, Bulldog.
1: Thanks, brother. Thanks. We'll chat again we'll soon. talk to you. See you later, Buzz. See you guys. See you, right. mate.